Everybody and welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast where we're watching the 1998 Norm Macdonald film Dirty Work, one minute at a time. And I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones, and I'm John Yabes. And today I'm very, uh, very excited because we have a very special guest. This man inadvertently created the polo brand. Oh. Uh, I don't know if he's getting paid royalties for it, but I think you have a good case. Uh, but we have uh, Polo founder. Jeremiah in the studio with us today. Hey, Jeremiah, how you doing? I'm doing great. Little side note, uh, fun fact, the guy on the polo, the picture, the logo, logo, that guy, uh, that is not me. I don't know. It's a common misconception. It's actually... looks a lot like you. It's Jerry West. Oh. Also, because he's got range. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, when you get that, when you get that um, court vision, that applies to most sports, you can pretty much pick up and... Yeah. Pick up and go in any sport, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, w- I would watch him play polo. Oh, I never yeah. got to watch him play basketball, so I figure that's the closest I'm going to get. I don't think YouTube <laughs> was a thing back then, so nah, there's probably things around Some, somewhere. Yeah, there's some VHS of it or somewhere. I really don't want to sure. watch a bunch of chess passes and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> being the only dominant force on the court. <laughs> so, oh my god, can you imagine, can you imagine Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with like one of them polo hammer stick things? Jesus, it would, it would look small. <laughs> then, it would look like a regular hammer yeah, in a regular yeah. man's hand. <laughs> well, I mean, this swing the fulcrum are just like, he'd probably be sending that po- ball like lethal speed, yeah. right? Not like, as good as Bo Jackson. That, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I would watch. Yeah. Bo knows polo. <laughs> It's like, is that a horse riding that man? <laughs> <laughs> when Bo Jackson plays, it's called Bolo. <laughs> Bolo. <laughs> so today, we're talking about Minute 37 of Dirty Work. And Minute 37 starts with a gangster saying, it smells like fish in here. And ends with someone screaming, is that a hand grenade? And an explosion. <laughs> this porn motif is great. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this has to be probably one of my favorite scenes in yeah. the entire movie. Probably one of the more iconic ones where it's just uh, in a, an alternate universe where Norm and, and uh, Artie get nominated for awards. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the scene of them just holding fish <laughs> while this chaos is happening in the, in the other room would be the clip that they would use to be like... To show their t- to show their acting skills, yeah. <laughs> their faces the entire time sells it for me. Between their faces, not just unflinching the entire time, and the guy narrating everything you can't see, <laughs> that that's the highlight. You know, it's great that they picked the one rumor. You know, just bullet spread and yeah. the ricochet bullets. Just like none of that enters that room. There's no, there's no destruction happening in that well, room. They're in the panic room, as I think it is. And they also uh, hid no fish there. They have yeah, fish with them, but yeah. I feel like they ran in there already holding the fish. There was no intention to hide it there. I don't think. I think they were going to get to it. Yeah, yeah. So like they, they started the from time. the upstairs and were working their way down. Oh, all right, that, that makes more sense. That's more plausible. <laughs> You know, you talk about visual comedic gimmicks, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's hard to do that. It's, it's hard to come up with that stuff nowadays where you can make people genuinely laugh, you know, I no. think. Because uh, I think nowadays we're, we're more concerned with how funny is your joke more than, like, how can we set up this gag and make sure that it's funny? <laughs> so, I mean... Well, what, what's funny is... Uh, we were talking um, off- offline uh, about Scarface, and then it, this entire scene... 
is almost like this really funny homage to it. Yeah. You know, it starts <laughs> off with the with the white guy looking Cuban. <laughs> he starts in this ridiculous gunfight and a chainsaw is involved and it's probably better than the scene in Scarface, which I think is a crap movie. I like Scarface. See, like, I'm one of those guys that knows that, like, can see why someone who hasn't seen Scarface and watches it thinks that it would, would suck. Right? <laughs> and you can also tell the difference between those 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 people. I'm going to say guys, right? But yeah. I'm not going to exclude the, the fact that women probably watched it too. Yeah. Right? But, like, you can tell the difference between guys that are, like, watching them, like, I don't get I don't get the hype. And the guys are like, dude, this movie's the best movie ever. Because you're like, you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> right? Like, I think it's I think it's a good movie. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, like, the best gangster film <sighs> even close to it. You know what I'm saying? But, like. For what it, for what it was worth and its impact, you get that from. I like to give it a pass. It's a classic movie. Not not taking anything away from it. I feel like me. I like basketball. I yeah. think it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I know basketball <laughs> is a dumb fucking movie. I feel like there's plenty of people who probably do like Scarface. I'm one of those people that's like, you know what? I can see why somebody likes this movie. To me, this is a dumb fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's not really like a, if you chase it, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's all about the dangers of the chase, I think. Right? People kind of misconstrue the whole rise to, to power, you know? Yeah. As, an, as an allure to, like, oh, yeah, I want the cars and the women and the... Because I forgot, like, I, I see, like, I see, oh, I've seen the movie, I forgot that line. So you got the, you got the power and the women. The money. The money, money and the respect. Or something. I forget. Uh, I, I get. I get what you're following. <laughs> if, uh, listeners, if you know what that quote is, tweet it at us at Dirty Work Minute. I think it was like, "Oh, I'm blind." Hua, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like again, you're right. It obviously has its. Cl- I mean, they wouldn't have the offbeat homage to it in this movie, which yeah. in no way, shape, or form has nothing to do with Scarface. Yet they have. <laughs> The entire minute almost is dedicated to, you know, that. I mean, you could, like, almost just say that, like, the, the gangster gone, smells like fish in here is pretty much an homage to, like, some kind of cockroach speech yeah. or yeah. something, you know? But uh, I want to, like, just have Artie and Norm's face as, like, my, <laughs> as, like, my phone's background, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just the, it's so good, their faces are just like, well, we've killed a whole bunch of men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are the harbingers of death. You have to imagine if memes were a thing during this time. Like this, this would be like the caveman SpongeBob at least for a few weeks. Like yeah, you can. I mean, looking at it now, you could replace the fish in their hands and make them anything, and just and you'd be That's cracking true. a cold one with the boys, or just killed your friends. Like there's nothing you couldn't do. Just a bunch of like the top. The top part of the meme is that face you make when. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of shit in the bottom. <laughs> the face you make when the guy comes home and wonders why it smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> and the face you make when you know why it smells like fish. <laughs> exactly right. It's, it's a shame knowing. Like I'd, I'd like to make a meme, and I would hope that it would catch on, or not even that it would catch on, but that people would be like, "Oh yeah, obviously." But, <laughs> yeah. I I just love. You know, we were talking about before the whole narration part of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And definitely the part where the guy starts talking about using the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, the having, chainsaw has an arc. Yeah. And someone taking the chainsaw and then using it on him. <laughs> He's taking the chainsaw. Now he's using it on me. <laughs> that's, it's like an excellent play-by-play. Yeah, that's perfect. That's almost like, 
for just such the occasion. Someone's in the next room and wants to know what's going on. <laughs> the Howard Cosell level of uh, sports commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that line, and I think about that. Like whenever I see a chainsaw, I do say that line to myself. Yeah, <laughs> he's taking my chainsaw, and now he's using it on me. I think it's one of not only one of my favorite. It's my favorite line from this movie, but like one of my favorite lines of any movie ever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's a good line. It's a great line. So. <laughs> Oh, is that a grenade? Like, <laughs> there's literally nothing you could ever confuse a grenade with. Like, if somebody pulls a pin out of this thing they pulled out of their pocket yeah. and throw it at you, <laughs> it's not an apple. Wow. What a weird thing we created with a grenade, right? Yeah. It's just like, just the whole way that you pull the pin and like, you make it, make it make it cook or like, not that this one thing has one purpose, right? It's like, yeah, this thing is going to kill me. Right, but like we designed it to make it look like you know, like a like a dried avocado. <laughs> right, like I, like if anyone's gonna kill me with explosive, at least like do me the courtesy and have like a a like cartoonishly large TNT <laughs> tube thing that you light at the end and you throw it at me, so we can have a little like hot potato <laughs> session where we're throwing this part of TNT at each other until it explodes and kills us both. <laughs> Or you, you light the fuse and the fuse gets to the end, nothing goes off, Roadrunner yeah. runs by, you decide to go check it out yourself, yeah. then it blows up. <laughs> I just always wanted to do one of those, like, you throw the TNT, jump, <laughs> jump, jump around and, like, have my ass up and then my, my fingers and my ears type <laughs> moments. <laughs> if, if you had to die by grenade, the best way would be to uncork it, you know, and throw the pin. The old school oh, cartoon yeah. way. Like, like, oh, ain't I a stinker? And that's it. <laughs> oh, you know me. You'd probably rock a lot of people's perception of reality, I think. <laughs> if you're like on live TV and then like you're like, you're the, ah, you pull the pin of this grenade and you throw the pin and you're like, well, ain't I a stinker? And you blow up and everyone's just like, wait, what did, what what did, did he say, say before we died? <laughs> Make sure this isn't a simulation. <laughs> Who says that before they die? If you gotta die that way and you're not the one that threw the grenade, you gotta have a giggle to yourself. Like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> true, yeah. You, got, you know, if there's one thing I've always wanted to do, it's however I die, I just want to confuse a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> just make them question everything that they ever knew. <laughs> That's probably the best way to do just it. Owning a grenade is definitely a way to do that. That's true, yeah. It's like... Where did he get access to that grenade? Yeah. <laughs> to me, there's so many, there's so many opportunities just to confuse people. <laughs> like you, you thought this out. Uh, no, I mean like, like Are I, you I admitting I, something to the well, world no. right now. <laughs> I, got, I got inspired by like uh, there was a story about this. I think this kid was in Italy or something or some some country in Europe. <laughs> but he like he 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 did this. So like this kid disappeared and. Uh, so like his 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 parents went on this trip or something. This kid was pretty well off, and like this kid just decided to disappear. Totally just gone off the face of the earth. Haven't found him yet, right? But when the when the parents came home and then they went into his room, this kid had like laid out this very intricate, like he had remodeled his room into one huge, pretty much puzzle. <laughs> you know, and there was like inscriptions, and then there was a code, <laughs> it's like and a then, Da Vinci code. Yeah, pretty much. You know, exactly like that. And in the in the middle of the room, there was an exact replica of a statue of this man that believed, <laughs> like from ancient times, that believed in aliens. You know, what I'm saying. Oh, so like, <laughs> and then Scientology was found. I mean, like, <laughs> like it's either this kid 
probably is playing the most intricate prank <laughs> that a rich, rich kid could do, right? Or it, these legitimately found aliens, right? And he's trying to tell everyone <laughs> by like having this impossible to... It's like the best escape room <laughs> pretty much ever designed. You know what I'm saying? So like something like that I feel like would be an amazing thing to leave behind. <laughs> <laughs> My luck would be the, to try and leave some intricate clues to where i'm at like if i knew i was getting taken and i decided to <laughs> model it out so they can find me and they come home and they see like they're just like oh he's i didn't know he was really in a rude goldberg machine <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess he's dead to us yeah. it's a good thing he left his last final gift there's just a note at the end of it with an address and says where i'm at like you see how the dominoes all fell like they spelt out help <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't he just tell us by this intricate puzzle <laughs> The dominoes spell out where he's at. <laughs> nah. It must just be a, just a clue. Being funny. Yeah. I do take uh, every book that I own, I will highlight ten random words in that book. So that oh, you, yeah. you just go through my bookshelf, there's a message in there, maybe. <laughs> if you can decode it. Right? Oh. <laughs> and be like, oh, he's quirky. That's <laughs> <laughs> quirky. I think at the end of the day, too, people will just realize, like, oh, yeah, I think everyone just did this because life is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well manufacture excitement. <laughs> a Rue Goldberg machine ends with a grenade going off. It ends with <laughs> pulling out a pin, and the entire thing goes, and the grenade rolled its way all the way at the bottom. Yeah. It blows up, and the, the Goldberg machine spells out. <laughs> Boom. Ain't I a stinker? Ain't I a stinker? Gag weapons are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joker's pistol that just shoots out the, the flag, the bang, but then it shoots out and actually kills people. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like that's see like that's a great thing about Joker, right? Like at that moment you have a fifty fifty chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's either gonna shoot a real bullet at me or this or a flag that just says bang. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes him more intimidating or less intimidating. Maybe yeah. more confusing. At best. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's basically like a confusing two face. Seems like the guy that would have an explosive pin and a regular grenade that does not blow up. (laughs) So you're like, oh, that Joker, and then you you think you're safe, and you actually do indeed blow up. (laughs) You you see him throw just the pin, you're like, this idiot, and that's it for you. Well, you know, Batman's rogues gallery. Yeah. (laughs) With a bunch of great, uh, possibly the best villains in in the comic book universes, right? I don't know. I'd say so. I'd say, I'd say so. Especially in a universe where, like, you have people that can just destroy worlds, right? The most terrifying villain is a clown. <laughs> <laughs> well, what makes it, what makes it funnier, you look at almost everybody in Batman, is to some degree, it's got, it's believable to some stretch of the mind. Like, you know, there's no Superman out there, but yeah. y- you could see a Batman. You could see a Joker yeah. or a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe sure. not a Mr. Freeze, but almost <laughs> anybody else. Like, you could see a burn victim who happens to have an issue with the police commissioner. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, for sure. T-Face is a great <laughs> example of just, like, a man who... I think he kind of used his scarring as a as a way to represent his shitty legal skills <laughs> right and he's like oh man i've always been good at just coming up with two solutions <laughs> I, i've never been that creative <laughs> so i'm gonna use this burn this burn accident to really mark the fact that uh, i suck as a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, last thing i did notice in that room that they're mm. in though uh <laughs> nice segue to get all the way back there I mean, there's there is just a fireplace oh, and yeah. 
uh, somewhere to sit. Like, what what was this room for? This is just like my my fireplace room. Well, there's a ninety, so they have heat, so there's no need for it. It's literally just that's that's it. It seems to be Asian themed. Yeah, it does have that weird. You can't. You can only see the outlines of my breast while I get dressed. Thing. (laughs) Those privacy screen. Yeah, there you go. The best way to seduce a man back in the (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) Let him know you do have breasts. See, like, the only reason you'd have a privacy screen, right, is if you were expecting someone to be in the room with you while you're changing. Right? Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> you should just run in my room, get completely naked, and then change. It's like, <laughs> yeah, privacy rooms, you have intent. There's yeah. A, yeah. You're definitely fucking people that's in that room. I think this room is to seduce. Yeah, it's a seduction room. That's why you got a romantic fire going, and then, you know, you get behind the screen. and Interesting, because, like... And it yeah. smells like fish now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it already did. So there's that. <laughs> if it already smelt like fish, then you would know it was the seduction. Uh, that's so, why they didn't put any fish in that room. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm like, I guess we we know two things about these uh, gangsters, right? They like selling drugs, yeah, and they like uh, Asian oriented furniture. Yes, yeah, and so. they hate bad smells. <laughs> <laughs> so huh. whose whose house is it? That's something else we really can't gather. Is it the uh, fake Tony Montana, or was it the the weird Armenians with sensitive Ooh, noses. I'm not sure. Well, whoever owns the chainsaw at least cuts firewood with it, so he's. Right. If he doesn't own the house, he at least is there a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the guy that points out the smelly fish probably doesn't live there. Yeah, that's true. Because the other guy was offering the drugs. Well, because yeah, if it smelled like fish in there, he'd be like, why does my house smell like, smell like fish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah who, well, who would do a drug deal at? In their living room. <laughs> it's mm. also very ballsy. In the middle of the day, yeah. this place that you already throw constant parties yeah. at. It's yeah. right there in the foyer. Like You can yeah. see them from the front door. From yeah, the they street. walked right yeah. in. They, I'm not even sure if they closed the door. They just walked <laughs> right in and set their cocaine on Man. the table and decided to... <laughs> How amazing would it be if they just didn't know it was a big box of fish that was right next to it? <laughs> they should just left it there. Yeah. Did they grab the box of fish when they walked out? They I think did. they did. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> like at any point when he said it smells like fish in here before the other guy went off the rails and started shooting he could have been like you know what you're fucking right it does smell like fish in here like, he didn't even notice so yeah it's just more unanswered questions no. plots thickening <laughs> well he, you know he just he does a lot of cocaine so like his nose is all messed up right his sense of smell it's, it's all burnt out was he buying all that cocaine for just him or I mean, I guess there's no way to know. No. Yeah. That was a lot. I think, I think we're asking deeper questions than the filmmakers wanted us to explore. <laughs> Norm MacDonald has answered none of the questions we've <laughs> come to with today. We'll keep tweeting about him. Is this a drug deal that's gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a planned sequel? Like how, <laughs> oh, yeah, how Split <laughs> ended up being a sequel to, <laughs> to Unbreakable? Is there something waiting for us in the future? Um, maybe. You never know, and especially now in this day and age, right? You just point at a, you point at something that was made twenty years ago, and it's an Easter egg. Yeah, wow. it's probably being remade. <laughs> also, I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody who has not seen the movie Split, and I just ruined the ending for him. But it's been out uh, long enough that yeah. it's your fault. Yeah, and that's the one thing everyone knows about that movie. Yeah, yeah, just a, a shame because it was a good movie, but that's the most memorable part. Uh, I don't know, a good movie from start to end. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree, but. I think everyone was just relieved that M. Night Shyamalan didn't make a shit movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> always pulls a good one out when you need him to. But yeah, and like you know, he did too, right? Like he knew that he was making a, like probably his comeback film, right? And he was like looking back at his filmography, <laughs> and he's like, "What what movie can I tie into this one? <laughs> I gotta be really careful." <laughs> the thing, with his movies, all the plots are great. The plot for every M. Night Shyamalan movie is great. It's just the execution. More often than not, he's a great storyteller. He's just not great yeah. at making movies. Yeah, I think he comes up with really interesting premises. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, the way people talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you can tell he's a dude that has a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah. But he's definitely a dude, I think, that needs to interact with more people. <laughs> you know, he's, he's that renaissance man that would just drift into your... Your your uh, what your settlement and just <laughs> tell stories to complete strangers and people just awaited for him to come back and he'd sleep with all the women. And <laughs> leave. Well, I mean, him. like you know, Alfred Hitchcock wasn't really admired while he was around during yeah. his career, no. so maybe some point in the future, you know, but he made will find the genius. He made Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Well, which that? was a big deal, but like you know, as it, like sort of some some shit in there also, though. Yeah? <laughs> because I don't think Hitchcock ever won like any Academy Awards or any kind of awards while he was alive. Right? He didn't win anything I don't think for so. That? I don't think so. Because like because I thought he won something for that. Because like I think it's because he made horror specifically, right? Uh, like since all his movies were always underneath that horror. Fair. You know, it's hard even now, right? Like it's pretty it's pretty hard to push horror to get awards. It's impossible it is to make comedy get awards. Yeah. So, I mean, if you ain't making a drama yeah. or a documentary, then pretty much go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You guys have anything else for this minute? I'm um, excited to see the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally ready. <laughs> we're, all, uh, we're all trying to figure out if Alfred Hitchcock has won any awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremiah, before we leave, you know, you were talking about the last episode, a lot of things about time travel. And yeah. You've had a whole bunch of guests on this uh, podcast that uh, are fully acquainted with time travel Fair. uh not not do not we didn't seek out these time travelers but they just happened to reveal themselves as time travelers yeah so if you if you're ever able to meet in any kind of circumstances uh jeremy castillo right. uh anthony negrelli same person uh they're, yeah they're the same person apparently yeah. uh co-snyder mm. right i can uh, see that with co-snyder Anybody else? I think that's it. Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bill Cosby turns out he's transcended space and time. Oh. And he just magically appears and takes any other person that time travels with him. So right now, Anthony Negrelli and uh, Jeremy Castillo, who are the same person, are out there traveling the universe with... Uh, with Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. As yeah. long as they got a napkin to put over their class. <laughs> <laughs> the time traveling, space traveling, Bill Cosby is like Doc Brown, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, where we're going, you don't need to put napkins over your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Alfred Hitchcock, he won two Golden Globes. Ah. Uh, he was nominated five times for an Academy Award for Best Director. And his film, Rebecca, won the Academy Award for Best Picture in 1940. Oh, never heard Rebecca. That's proven wrong. But you feel like he's a dude that would have had more awards. Yeah. It's like his more famous movies. He would have got something. Yeah. Like North by Northwest or Psycho. Or yeah, I was expecting the award birds. to be for Psycho something. Rear, rear Window. No. Rope. So many movies he made. <laughs> Rope. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there we go. And that's Shyamalan. Yeah. Of the, uh, the next Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, he's the Alfred Hitchcock of today. Yeah. Or 20 years ago. Shitty silhouette walk-in thing. 
Alright, so I think that's it for minute 37. Uh, Jeremiah, thank you for coming and uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me. And can you come back tomorrow for minute 38? I will be back tomorrow for minute 38. Awesome. So, uh, listeners, we'll see you tomorrow for minute 38 of Dirty Work. I've never seen species. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.